Hi, welcome back, everyone. My name is Miss Natty, and this is episode two of our Stand Up and Speak podcast. Hopefully, you tuned into episode one where Miss Jackal was interviewing myself and got some new and insightful tips about public speaking and how you can utilize it in your everyday life. I'm honored and thrilled to be here with Miss Anu, one of our educators at Stand Up and Speak. She is the director of education at Stand Up and Speak, and she is a powerhouse to be working with. So, welcome, Miss Anu. Thank you, Miss Natty. Thank you so much for having me. I am both excited and nervous to be here, which is odd because I work at Stand Up and Speak, but you'd think my nerves would be gone by now, but they're still there. Don't worry. Once you get a few ideas of what the questions are going to be like, you're going to feel a lot more ease and it's going to be a lot more easier for you to answer. Okay. Don't ask me anything hard. Okay. I promise I will do my best not to, but some of the questions might be tricky. So my gosh. My, <laughs> the first question that I'm going to ask you is, what is it like being the director of education at Stand Up and Speak? Oh, so this is very new for me. And honestly, it's been like a huge learning curve getting to work with yourself and Miss Jackal as well, uh, kind of as mentors and guides has been wonderful. I love being the director of education because it lets me be a bit more hands-on with the curriculum and just kind of come up and put together new ideas of what it is that we want to do where do we want to take our program? How do we want it to grow and maybe even have more engagement from our community, how to get more students to be more involved in stand up and speak and just being a part of that growth and that change has been amazing. Awesome. It doesn't even look like you're nervous at all. Excellent. And I'm yes, trying to ignore it. Okay. Bake it till you make it guys. The greatest great. advice you'll ever hear. Bake it till you make it. It is true. And I can see with the books that you've been creating and the duotanks that you've been giving to the students, the students are always engaged in class and what they're doing, which is excellent because you have so many fun and new innovative ideas. So that's great. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself because I know Stand Up and Speak is not your only job. So what else do you do for work? Oh, right. So that's like a a long story that I'm not going to go all into it, but I'll give you like the condensed version. I'm actually a teacher. I've fairly new to teaching because it was a career change for me. So I came from the corporate world doing various jobs in like project management and other nonprofit organizations. And I realized that I was not being fulfilled in my role. I just really didn't like the nine to five sitting in front of a computer, attending meetings that I don't need to attend, but they're there. And I realized that like my passion is actually with kids because the way I see it is that kids are the most vulnerable to their environment. They're literally handed cards and they have to deal with them. It doesn't matter where they're coming from, any type of hardships that they're given, they have to deal with them. And like they can't like remove themselves from a situation. And I wanted to be that person to if I'm able to as a teacher, as an educator to kind of give them something positive to look forward to so they could be happy and excited to come into my classroom. From there, I went back to teacher's college, got my master's in education. And just during my certification period, I saw a job opening for a stand up and speak teacher. I came in, I met Miss Jackal and she obviously wowed me. And on the spot, she's like, okay, you want to start tomorrow? I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll join. No problem. And honestly, I've never looked back. I've never regretted the decision. One of the main reasons why I come into Stand Up and Speak is because of the people that I get to work with and interact with and like our students. It's been honestly so far like an awesome ride and I'm loving every minute of it. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And you are an excellent educator too. And it's very easy working with you. 
So you make our lives easy. So thank you for that. I feel like you're buttering me up for something. No, we are not. Miss Natty, what are you going for here? (laughs) Don't worry. You're going to get in a couple of minutes some (laughs) great questions that you're going to love answering. But I promise you they're going to be easy and fun questions. That's fine. And then we're both educators, which is great. How do you utilize and take what you've been learning at Stand Up and Speak and then implement it in your classroom? Oh, it's great because I see how students interact in the classroom, how they communicate, even areas where they struggle to communicate. So like during oral presentations, you see like like the signs of nervousness that a student might have. Right. So and they're not even aware of it because they don't know what signs of nervousness may be. Right. So I'm able to pinpoint that and give them feedback and help them gain that confidence because a lot of them are so shy to talk in front of their peers or they don't want to go up and give a presentation, or they'll be like that last student that finally reluctantly goes up and gives their presentation. But the biggest thing that I can give my students, even in my classroom, is that confidence. Like sometimes they just need someone kind of rooting for them in their corner and telling them to believe themselves and to give it, like just try, right? Like the biggest thing they can do is try. And for a lot of them, it works. And in the end, like if you're playing games or whether it's like a math game or like a language game, they, whether or not they get answers or things right, they have that enough, they have that confidence to at least try, to try to answer a question, to try to engage or participate in the game. And they don't feel bad when they don't get the answer right. Or if they feel like someone's laughing at them, like they join in and like, I guess, laughing, being able to laugh at themselves or just to be like, oh, okay, yeah, like I wasn't sure about that answer, but but thanks for like letting me know. So that is always great to see, to see them grow, well, just become stronger students and to be able to grow um, in the way of the, how they think of themselves and their confidence and to really engage in classroom activities and the classroom community. So it's been great. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Just like what Ms. Jacqueline and I talked about in our last podcast, Growth is definitely important and it's definitely necessary, especially when it comes to speaking. And it's great that you're taking what you're using here at Stand Up and Speak and then putting it in the classroom because with our curriculum, you don't really see much talk time. So it's nice that you're implementing that. So kids are actually getting to talk. Oh, yeah. It's a it can be challenging to find that balance between looking how much am I going to teach and then how much am I going to let them talk? So like sometimes we'll just have discussions and like that will be like our lesson. But they're so interested and so excited to share their ideas that I'm obviously going to encourage it, right? Because discussions, communication, talking, that's how we learn, right? And that's a huge thing that we do here at Stand Up and Speak as well. Anytime we have any type of classroom discussion, it's always because like we're talking about something important, something that matters to them, something that allows them to open up their minds and to really like think critically and think outside the box. So it's all you're always teaching them and they're always growing. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. So now a little bit about you growing up. What was it like for you to do presentations? Did you even do any presentations in school? Were you a social person? Were you the type of person that didn't like that social interactions? Tell us a little bit about your social experiences. So I feel like through every period of my life, I became like a different person. So (laughs) much younger, like elementary school, middle school, even honestly, even high school. Like I, we had obviously presentations because you had to, And I dreaded them like the plague. Like I did not want to do these presentations. I was that student that as soon as I would go up, I could feel my hands shaking. I would never make any type of eye contact. Like in my mind, I'm like, just nobody look at me. I'm not going to look at you. And I'm just going to go through this and finish it. 
and I would feel my face getting red and I would feel very hot and I'd feel like I'm sweating. And it didn't help when everyone's like, oh, your face is getting red. Your face is getting red. And to the point where I look like a tomato. So I was literally named tomato because like that's what my face looked like. It was I was so red. But so because of that, like I was always reluctant to like raise my hand and participate or answer a question, even though I may have known the answer. But like I didn't want to feel like people are looking at me or I'm going to be ridiculed for maybe answering something incorrectly. And then later on in life, as I got a little bit older, I started like my personality shifted in the sense that I started become maybe I was uh, using humor as like a defense mechanism. So like I developed sarcasm and that was like my way of communicating. Obviously not the best way to communicate, but <laughs> it worked for me. Right. So it allowed me to kind of get over my nerves and to build a little bit more of uh, confidence and to be a little bit more social and do things that I might not have normally done. So that helped me. And then by the time I got to university, like there was a one time where I had to give a presentation with my partner in front of like a whole lecture room. So it was like almost 200 students and I was nervous. But again, like I faked it till I made it type of thing. So like my partner at the end, he's like, how did you do that? Like you were like you weren't even nervous. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I was sweating. Like you couldn't see it, but I was sweating. But I feel like that was all like m- telling myself in my mind that, okay, like you're nervous, but you'll, you'll be fine. Like just get through it. And like, you'll be fine in the end. And I was, so it's really just about like being able to talk yourself up and plow through it. Awesome. Excellent. It's good to hear about you and your experiences with public speaking. I know everyone has different stories and different experiences. So it was nice to hear like you kind of grown every kind of step of the way in your journey. Thank you. Now I know you've been here for four years, which is excellent. What have you learned and gained from being, I guess, an employee at Stand Up and Speak, but also being in the classroom here at Stand Up and Speak. How have you grown as a public speaker yourself? Because you're not the student right now, you are the teacher, but how have you grown and what have you taken from Stand Up and Speak being able to work here? And how have you kind of utilized that in your own personal life or even at work? Oh, awesome. There's like a lot, like thinking about it, biggest thing I gained is like another family because like our how we are here working together we're like a little family that is growing and anyone that comes as a new addition like we just mesh so well obviously Trithesha and Broom they were they were the new addition we were a little iffy about them but you know like they mesh well with us so uh the family aspect the family feeling of it is is amazing and I know I was never like the strongest speaker. And even now, like probably afterwards, anyone listening to the podcast, you'll be able to pick up my filler words that obviously are still there sometimes. So little things that I didn't even realize I do as a speaker. Now being with Stand Up and Speak, like I can recognize my signs of nervousness. I can tell how or when I can make a presentation better, like what I can add to it. And it's not even a presentation, it's just even like, being in front of my classroom and speaking. So like when I first got into teaching, like my first time in a classroom, I was so nervous. Like I don't even know why. Like I'm in front of like little little kids. It's probably, I think it was like a grade two class my first day in school. And I was so nervous. No idea why, but like I just felt like I'm going to mess up or like they're going to know this and I'm so nervous and I'm not talking properly. But they're kids, right? They just want you to talk to them and communicate with them and that's pretty much what I did. But 
I think being involved with Stand Up and Speak and being with like other students and helping them through their work and their just helping them become stronger speakers, you're also able to pinpoint the things that you need to work on. And you also are working on those as you go, right? Because it's like self-improvement and growth. So I've definitely seen changes in myself. And I think that's all because of working here at Stand Up and Speak. Definitely. It's always being able to see that growth and change within yourself that allows you to continue on and grow even more, which is great. I know I say we always get nervous because we don't know what to expect. It's that unknown, like what's going to happen. So when you're saying you were nervous being in that grade two classroom, it's because you just don't know what the expectation is going to be. So yeah, maybe. And I, like, I felt like I was going to be judged, but I'm like, they're grade two students. Like, why are they going to be judging me? Right? Like, what are they critiquing me on really? But probably like, oh, Miss R, like you look nice today. Like, you know, like things like that. But like in my mind, I'm like, they're judging me. Like they're, they're picking on how I'm speaking to them. Like I'm so nervous. But They're only thinking great things about you. Oh, thank you. So as teachers, we're always kind of giving feedback, whether it's positive or constructive feedback to our students. Thinking about yourself and maybe your own signs of nervousness, what feedback can you give yourself about the signs of nervousness you have and how can you work on improving on them? Oh, my son, filler words still. Like I still use filler words. I said the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Filler words. And honestly, I would want to work on my posture. So like now I've made it like a thing where I tell myself like stand up straight. Like even though I'm not like slouching or anything, but like I feel like I am like my shoulders are a little bit slouched. So I always tell myself to work on my posture. I think those two things definitely I I want to improve even further. But yeah, filler was for sure. Because I still catch myself doing them. I'm like, dang it. I said, um, or I said, uh, but yeah. For sure. You've been doing really well on the filler words here. I haven't caught in an uh or an um yet. So I think I counted like three already. Really? So I haven't heard. So. You're not listening to me, Natty. Don't worry. They're going to come up during the rapid fire. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be paying close attention to that. And that's, that's scary, but okay. So a question that Miss Jackal asked me was who is a public speaker that you look up to? And I think this is a great question to kind of ask different speakers because everyone has a different public speaker that they look up to. So I'm kind of curious, who is the public speaker that you look up to? Oh, hmm. I wouldn't say like I look up to them, but like there's certain people that when they're speaking, like you just want to keep listening to them. Right. So the two that come to mind uh, is Michelle Obama and then Malala. And I think it's for Michelle. I feel like she just speaks with such like elegance and grace. Like you just want to keep listening to her and almost like aspire to be like her. And she doesn't seem like someone that's fake. Like she seems very humble and down to earth, which is why she's also kind of relatable. And Malala, because she comes from a very non-Western background. So for her to get up on a platform and to speak to millions of people is awe-inspiring. Like you just, you just wonder like where she gets her courage from, especially everything that she's been through. So those two women definitely when they speak, like it resonates with me. And like, I want to almost like be like them, especially have their confidence. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. And then what is the most interesting thing you've learned from the, from a student that you're always going to remember, whether it's a student here at stand up and speak, or it could even be from school. Oh, that's anything like something motivational that they've told you or something that you were inspired by something that you connected with. Well, I know like in school, we often talk about like bullying. So 
sometimes when you hear just how students would react to bullying or how they stand up to someone that is bullying someone that I find is very touching almost like because kids that you is you always wonder if they have that empathy or that type of feel those type of feelings or like even like caring towards someone right so when when someone says like no like I told him to stop and to to be nice to her it's just like oh wow like I didn't realize like you would actually stick up for someone right so seeing them be little people with their own thoughts and their own courage I guess is something that always kind of like I'm taken aback by and that's something I like I like seeing in the classroom awesome excellent okay Miss Anu, we're going to do something called a rapid fire question. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm on a game show. <laughs> you basically are, but the questions are kind of catered about you. So we want to get okay. to know you a little bit better. I'm going to ask you 10 questions and you have to answer these questions within a minute. And oh, wow. what's going to happen is we're going to time you. If you don't answer the questions and you go past the minute, we're just going to tell you to stop. But try and answer these questions as fast as you can. We are going to keep track of your filler words. So hopefully you don't say any. <laughs> and don't take long pauses because we don't want that either. But that's going to be the rapid fire questions. Do you have any questions before we get started on your 10 rapid fire questions? No, let's do it. Okay. Do we have our timer ready? Our first question is, who is a motivational speaker that you would hopefully one day kind of be like? Michelle Obama. What is your favorite word? Um, <laughs> is that a filler word? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you text the most? My sister. What's your favorite dessert? Cake. Your favorite type of music? Punjabi music. Favorite time of the day? In the morning. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog person. What's your favorite season? Spring. What's your favorite time of the year? Christmas time. And then your last question, question number 10. What's your favorite TV show? Seinfeld. Did she make the one-minute mark? Awesome. Yes, you did. And thank you, Varun, for being our timer and being here with us today. Anu, before we go, I have one final question that I do want to ask you. And it would be, if you could meet your younger self, what advice would you give her knowing what you know now? Oh, wow. That's deep. That's deep, guys. That's deep. Um... I think the one piece of advice I would give my younger self is just to keep trying. If I keep trying, I can only get better and be better and grow. So I think my younger self was always very afraid to try new things. And if I could meet her now, I'd be like, girl, get it together and try it out. So yeah, that's my advice. Awesome. Thank you so much, Miss Anu, for being here today. That was that is our director of education, and you were remarkable. You answered those questions flawlessly. Thank you very much. I was thank very you for having impressed. Me. Yes, absolutely. So that wraps up our second podcast here at Stand Up and Speak. For more information, or if you are interested in signing up for any of our programs, remember we have our confidence builder programs, our competitive one. We also have some at our community centers around the area here. Please visit us at www.standupandspeak.com.